It takes two, Amy Eiler, JJ Gordon, and the last Tuesday of the month, we've got Peace of Mind with therapist Christy Wilkie from Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch here in Fargo, or Dakota Family Services, I should actually say, but kind of same, under the same umbrella there um, at the ranch. And Christy joins us now. Welcome back to KFGO Radio. I'm so glad to be here. On a very blizzardy, the, our first day of winter this year. Yeah, it is. It is. It just kind of hit us in the face today, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sure did. It sure did. <laughs> okay, we wanted to talk about the phrase trauma informed care. When we talk a lot about mental health or therapy, or even when we talk about judges in our justice system, we see this yeah. trauma informed, trauma informed judge, trauma informed care. What does that mean? Essentially, the best way that I've been able to explain this to people is that it is, it's not asking what's wrong with you, it's asking more what has happened to you. And so it's kind of the belief that anything that you're, that you're experiencing or anything that you do could potentially be because of trauma that you experienced as, as a child or as an adult or any trauma at all. Um, and so it's like the behavior that you're exuding, yeah, it might, that's, we keep treating that as the problem, like the action when that's really not the underlying cause of the problem, and we're looking for what really is the underlying cause of the problem that's, that's leading to either the behavior or honestly to like um, any sort of physical ailment or multiple visits to the doctor where they keep telling you that, you, that you're fine. You know, like, well, then what is it, you know? And so there's, there's always something underlying the thing that you see. Okay. Can we take even like a further step back and talk about trauma just in general? Because... I think that's a pretty that word puts out a pretty wide net, right? It does. Um, yeah. And so, it, it if in the medical sense, what are we talking about when it comes to trauma? Um, like from a mental health standpoint. Yeah. You know what I what we find most of the time, especially in North Dakota, is that we underestimate what trauma is. Like people think of something huge like it has to be this huge thing that causes a trauma when that's just not true it doesn't have to be you know for a long time they talked about war right or soldiers coming back from war and having this trauma because they witnessed all this death or they maybe had to, to do things that that haunt them you know in, in their in their dreams or their nightmares um when trauma can be something as simple as you know losing losing a loved one losing someone who is very close to you or um getting lost when you were little in, in a store and you, and not knowing where your parent was for those, you know, in your head as a kid for a split second, um, any sort of childhood abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, all of those things can be traumatic events. Um, losing, losing a friend, um, you know, even collectively as, um, a community when there's, if there are shootings or, um, you know, kids that, that die by suicide or, something that impacts a, a community, those are all traumatic events. It doesn't have to be this one big thing. It can be a lot of things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, I think trauma, the word, has all these connotations. Like something, someone did something wrong, that's why you have trauma. Which I think what you were describing is like sometimes no one does anything wrong, so to speak. Trauma can just happen depending on how old we are, the state of mind we're in, or circumstances that are ha happening around us that we can't really help. 100%, yeah. It's, it's being part of something that is, that is eliciting a very deep emotional response. Um, like the flood, the flood of what was it, 
2009 that we had here yeah. and the one that was in Minot, um, whatever year that was, 2011-ish. Um, those were all traumatic experiences. And I think even if, even if we don't say it out loud, like our bodies kind of remember that when it starts to, to be spring and I think, oh my gosh, sandbags. Or I see an uncrustable because <laughs> that's what they were handing out you know, for when you were sandbagging for lunches, it's like, that's what my brain remembers that. And it's like, because it was, it was a traumatic event for a lot of people whose livelihoods were honestly put in danger. And that we all felt as a community. When you're looking for care, when you want someone to talk to, when you're looking for therapy or something, is this a phrase that we use more openly now? Can we ask people, um, if some, like, is there a certain certification for trauma informed to use that phrase or is it more anecdotal at this point in your field? Um, it was so in, in our field, it's, we, we don't, we, we don't have to have like a certification to be trauma informed, but it is the culture of our building is very trauma informed in, in the outpatient clinic and the inpatient clinic. Um, our, actually our residential clinic is doing something called EQ2, um, and there, which is, they come in and they like assess our um, organization for how trauma-informed we are and then kind of help us become more trauma-informed and give us steps to, to make sure that we're moving in that direction, which is really cool. And I know that the residential side is in the process of doing that. And um, they've included the outpatient side in creating a trauma-informed environment. And that's everybody from the providers to the front desk people, to the IT people, to the HR, like everybody in the organization has to kind of get on board with the trauma-informed belief that people would do well if they could. And if they can't, it's because there's something getting in the way. And we have to figure out what that thing is instead of instead of judging the outward behavior. I think society is becoming more trauma-informed, right? I mean, maybe conversations like this, like at, more broadly put, it is something that I think that um, uh, we were sort of taking steps in that direction. I, I would totally agree with that. I think you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot with um, parents who are, you know, getting their kids the help that they wish they would have gotten when they were kids. And so they know what it feels like to feel dysregulated, and they don't want their kids to feel like that. And so they're becoming way more open um, to, to figuring out, like, what is going on? Tell me what's behind this behavior. Because the behavior is the end of the story. Like, that, that's like the last chapter. I want to know what happened in the, in the prologue, you know. I want to know what, what happened at the very beginning that we got to this point at the end. Yeah. Okay, so given that we've talked about trauma, we've talked about really what it is, and we are a more informed people, how do you deal, how do you help someone who, who's suffering from trauma in this way? I mean... I can understand if they if you're doing something that triggers it, like to stop doing that. But how can you really be a better steward for someone in your life who is on a daily basis, you know, dealing with trauma in that way? That's a really good question, and it's obviously coming from me. My advice is always to find a therapist because if there is PTSD, PTSD is literally one of the only diagnoses in the DSM that we can treat. And it can be resolved by going to a therapist and talking through some of those, some of whatever is causing the outward behavior. Um, part of it is kind of, I mean, if, if you're with somebody who's not willing to go and get that kind of help, to sit down with them and, and talk through it and be un, like understanding and say, you know, I just, I just want to, I want, help me understand. 
help me what's help me see what's going on one thing that we always teach like when we're working with kids in, in the residential side is to say hey i can i can tell that you're irritable today what's up with that like talk to me about that instead of being like what are you doing <laughs> why are why are you doing this like getting getting rid of asking people why because the second you ask somebody why they're doing something, they get super defensive. I do. If someone's like, why did you do that? I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you immediately get defensive. But if someone's like, hey, you did something that you don't normally do. Like, what's up with that? Can you help me understand better? Instead of going straight to judgment. Mm-hmm. And it, easy, uh-huh. easy, easier said than done in some cases because I find yeah, I just sort of, of want to be like, whoa, you know, I, I want to remove myself from the situation because I don't want to end up making anyone feel worse or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, it's so all right to flight, confront. So you're a flight guy. I, I, I certainly can <laughs> totally. be. I yeah, mean, certainly. You're a, you're a flight, not a fight guy. Um, yeah. Yep. That's so, that's totally JJ. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And then I'm I'll, out. I do the like, everything okay? Like later on <laughs> that day, like, how you doing? I have some candy. Would you like to share some of this candy with me? <laughs> And you are a really good listener, and you're really insightful. And so, if like something bad like that happens, and you have to protect your own your own mental health too, and like get out of the, the situation in the meantime, you can come back later when maybe they're calm and you're calm, and you could be like, "Hey, I, I noticed that that wasn't that something was really going on. What's up with that? Like, is everything okay?" I, you know, when, I, I also worry too, Christy, about how their trauma becomes something like their traumatic event becomes something that's traumatic for me, right? And, yeah, totally. you know, like if anyone's ever, if anyone's ever been over at their friend's house and their parents are fighting, that yeah. feeling that you can get makes me want to say like, listen, I, I don't want to put myself in the middle of this in any way. I don't want to ask my friend about it. I don't want to do anything because I don't want to carry that with me. Um, look at this. I mean, we're having therapy right here on the air. Right, right now. here. Right charge here. Me, happening? Charge me appropriately, Christy. For you next week, buddy. If you just want to come in, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. This out, Chris, there's something there. There's, there is. There's we, can, we can unpack something. We'll there. call you after the show. Yeah, that's please okay. do. Okay, perfect. Christy Wilkie from Dakota Family Services here in Fargo, but they have offices in Bismarck and in Minot. And if people want to call and they want to talk about care for themselves or their loved one or their child, how do they do that? They can call seven zero one. Three six four two nine five zero. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next month. Thanks for having me. Stay warm.